Thanks for joining us and supporting Vikido Fitness. We ask for your continued support by becoming an It's All About Health and Fitness premium member. Go to www.vikidofitness.com forward slash join. Again, that's www.vikidofitness.com forward slash join and register for a $6 monthly subscription. And remember, keep listening, sharing, and checking us out. The views and opinions expressed are for general informational purposes only. Consult with your physician or medical health care provider for medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment. Today, we talk about exercise and the 10,000 steps per day concept. Is it necessary or just a myth? There may not be any scientific basis for this popular and frequently used number. Exercise is medicine, and research has shown over and over again that if we exercise consistently, we can live longer and achieve cardio fitness. All this and more on It's All About Health and Fitness. Welcome to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. This program is brought to you by Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum. Now, here's your host, Vicki Doe and D. Banks-Bright. I'm Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe. And with me is the one and only Dr. Virginia D. Banks Bright. Hi, Vicki. How are you? I am fine. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time we meet, we just talk, and the next thing I you know, know is what? Two hours later. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I mean, and even though I think we were together last week, we still have so much that goes on during the week that we have to catch yes, up. You yes. Know, yes. Yes. But it's great to see yeah, you it's again. Good to see you too. And we are ready today yes. with a wonderful show. Yes, yes, yes. Well, today we talk about exercise and the 10,000 steps per day concept. Where did that idea really come from? Is it truly necessary for us to walk 10,000 steps to get health benefits? Or is that just a myth? What does the research really say? And you know, here we go by evidence-based right. research and scientific things. So what, what does it really say? And so, yes, we will talk today about exercise and the 10,000 steps theory, where it came from, and how we can develop an exercise program that is right for you. An exercise program that is right for you, because at the end of the day, your program is for you, because what works for you may not work for me. We're going to talk about that. But most of all, we're going to talk about strategies for you to be consistent and to adhere to your exercise program. And we do say exercise is medicine, right, Dee? Absolutely. We say that all the time. Yes, exercise is medicine. So we have a great show in store for you today. But we want to make sure that you subscribe to this podcast show. It's all about health and fitness, Vicky Doe Fitness, 
on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on any of the platforms that you listen to your podcast show on. Make sure you subscribe. We have wonderful topics and guests. We were planning that out just a few minutes ago with my home sister, Dr. D. And we've got some good shows that we're planning to come up with. Yes. We get excited because we know that you're going to hear from the best of the best folks. Absolutely. Yes, and we are excited about the year 2020. I can't believe I'm saying 2020. I can't either, and I can't believe that January is almost over. We are here, and we are planning good shows, and subscribe for this show and listen and share. We definitely do not want you to miss out because when you subscribe, you will be notified when we post a, a new show automatically and that means you can stay in the loop and know what we're doing and so we encourage you though even though yes we want you to listen and we want you to share all of the shows to your friends and family the most important thing is that we want you to take action and do some of these healthy tips and and things that we are talking about we want you to incorporate it into your everyday lives because knowledge means nothing when you don't do anything about what you learn how can you be empowered right d exactly because now we are flooded with all kinds of information but are we doing it exactly Um, or is it just going in one ear and out the other that's it we go back and sit on the couch and (laughs) get the remote control (laughs) and continue on right right. (laughs) so we want folks to to take action that's what our new year's um, revolu- um, revolution resolution <laughs> yeah Can't we, be a revolution. we are creating a revolution mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. and that's to take action right mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. it we want you to take action this year folks because that's where you will get results we want to encourage you to go to our resources page www.vikidofitness.com forward slash resources and you will find products services and helpful things to help with embracing your life of health and fitness. And so we have a variety of items on that list. And every time we talk, we got some other company that's trying to reach out to us so that we can share it to you, our audience. I always go back to Sunbasket because I love Sunbasket. My refrigerator is full with all the Sunbasket recipes. But here's the thing that I like about Sunbasket is that even though you check and say you want two recipes or three recipes a week, you can go in there and say, look, I want to skip these two weeks Mm -hmm. and not get any delivery. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. They'll pick back up when you want to do Mm -hmm. another delivery because a Mm -hmm. lot of people ask you know hey I I might not need something every week and that's cool we understand that because you know at one point I looked at my refrigerator all I had was these sun basket things so yeah you can you have the opportunity to go on your your app or however you order and you can skip a week or skip a month yes you can do that and so that's what I like about sun basket I love that about them you can change up I started out with the Mediterranean, Mm -hmm. their recipes and meal plans, and now I'm on the lean and clean. Oh, wow. Okay. So they have different things that you can pick, and then they, they ask you, they send you out an email, and they ask you, they say, you know, hey, these menus are coming up for week 27. Mm -hmm. You have this date to change what we got planned for you. And so I like that. I want to encourage everybody 
check out Sunbasket. It makes it easy. You know, we are running back and forth. Yeah. A lot of times you might not want to go to the restaurant. Or you make bad choices. You make bad choices. Right. But if you know at home you got about three recipes you mm -hmm. can make of Sunbasket, with everything in it, all you have to do is just follow directions. Mm -hmm. It's super easy. Oh, that's important. The other thing when you go out to restaurants, you don't know what foods are cooked with. Right. Sometimes, you know, grease is good. Mm -hmm. It's not good for you, but to make foods taste better. Yes. A lot of salt. Uh -huh. You don't know what kind of oils they use and mm -hmm. all this. At least when you're doing this, you know exactly what's going into your food. Right. That's exactly and what it. you're eating. So I will encourage everybody to make that necessary investment. Mm -hmm. And you can control how many recipes you want. Right. You can do three, four, or two Yeah, a it week would be or, important like for a person like me who's only mm -hmm. eating for one. Yes. And you don't want your refrigerator to go in and you're like, whoa. And then food yes. starts to spoil. Right. And you don't want to waste your money. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can you can put your plan where it's every yeah. other week or right. maybe I'll do something once a month. Right. Or, yeah. And right. so that's what I love about Sunbasket. <laughs> so I want all of you guys to go check it out. Go on the resources page and check that out. And last week I talked about Art of Tea. Art of Tea has been around. I love their teas because they do a lot of mixing and mm -hmm. so forth. Mm -hmm. And as everybody know, I'm always walking around with a teacup, right? Because mm -hmm. I love tea. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, we were talking about that last week, we how were. in London, I just went crazy yeah. over the yeah. tea. Yeah, we went to yeah. Harrods and yes. got all that loose tea. Oh, right. my God. Yeah. yeah. So those that are tea lovers, Go to the website, our resources page, and check out Art of Tea. They have a lot of good tea there. White coconut cream tea is on the list. And then you can join. You can join their Tea of the Month Club, and they will send you new teas, you know, to check out. New concoctions that they have that's wonderful that you can check out. And it's, I think, it's something to look forward to and check it out folks check Ch it out yes our resources page www.vickidofitness.com forward slash resources and remember when you use any of our affiliate links on that page you are supporting us here you're supporting us here at vickido fitness thank you thank you thank you for your support Thank you, Dee, for all the support that you do here oh, at Vicky Doe Fitness. Thank you for all the good that you do, a little good in the neighborhood always. And we talk about that. A lot of times, you know, we get so busy, we don't really take the time and thank people and say, look, thank you for what you do. Yeah, well, thank you for what you do. You know, both of us have been getting sort of accolades from Reverend Macklin. You know, the new book came out. Mm -hmm. and stuff yeah, because you're we, in the book as well. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you we, we all work really hard and you don't know that anybody's looking at what you do because you don't do things for somebody to, to look, look at. at. You do things because that's do what you do. That's just what you do. But uh -huh. um, it was, it's been very nice to hear Reverend Macklin give us uh, uh -huh. some kudos about some of the things that we've been doing in the neighborhood. Yes, yes. So, yes. Yeah. so I just wanted to thank you personally, D. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Well, D, you know, like you said, January is almost over. I got yes. all these deadlines. People are calling me. Oh, wow. So I am in the trenches for real. Mm. But I'm trying to, you know, at least take time, at least take time to do what I call self-love and take care of myself.
we want to encourage all of you to at least think about doing something for yourself this year. Mm -hmm. Self-love. Absolutely. Self-love. Your health is precious. It is. And you don't know how, you know, until you're in this line of business like your Honey Sweet and Me, mm-hmm. how precious life is. Yes. You know, I'm like, I see patients, you know, and I look at their age and I'm like, oh, my God, these are the cute little the cheerleaders that were in high school with me or the football players. And now I right. see them. Their bodies have been beaten up. Yes. They haven't taken care of themselves. Yes. And now they come to where I am in my age, and mm-hmm. I'm like, these are the little cute cheerleaders. I know. You know, in the 60s and the football players. And now they're, because of not having taken care of their bodies, they're mm-hmm. paying for it on this end. Yes, they are. You know, and, and so it's so sad. It is sad. And it's a, it's a walking time bomb. It is. And it will happen. You know how some people say, oh, I don't think about it. Well, You will hit the wall. It's going to come. You will hit the wall. So we need to really think yeah, about that. Definitely. Yes, definitely. Yes. So how was your week, Dee? So I had, a, I had an interesting weekend. I went to see an Aretha Franklin sort of revival or whatever just singing in cleveland it was very nice it was at okay. the hannah theater this okay. young woman who was from um actually from cleveland yes and she's doing the road tour with some jazz musicians it was really nice nice oh, that's setting nice. i hadn't been to the hannah in 30 years in yes cleveland. okay but that was really fun and then on sunday went to you're probably too young but back in the day they had these great big palace theaters with big screen televisions where they had the great movies. Well, I went to one of those in Canton Mm -hmm. that has been refurbished. It's called the Palace Theater, where the screen is like gigantic. And I saw Judy, Mm -hmm. the movie Judy about Julie Garland with Renee Zellweger. It was excellent. She has won the, she won the Golden Globe for Best Actress. Mm-hmm. And she's up for an Academy Award yes, for yes, Best Actress. Yes. And Renee Zellweger really never disappoints. I mean, I know, she's, she's a good. solid actress. She's good. You know, she doesn't, she's not in a million movies like Meryl Streep. I think she handpicks her roles yes, very she carefully. But boy, when there's a movie with Renee Zellweger, you better go watch yes, it. Yes, yes. So, and the storyline was very sad about Judy Garland and the life oh, that she led and stuff. It was a very sad mm-hmm. thing, but I would encourage everybody to watch that. And the other movie that I've watched, I've just decided to do some movie watching. Okay. Tyler Perry has a new movie out yes, yes. called Fall from Grace. Yes. And only thing I can say about that is it's not an Academy Award winning movie, but boy, they've got some strong women Okay. Actors in yes. that movie, including Felicia Rashad. Yeah, she never that. fails. I know. I saw. And it's her. a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. I, I didn't see the it. movie yet, but I saw it's when on they Netflix. were. I saw when they were doing their rounds, mm-hmm. making their rounds, yeah. talking about it. It's. I, I would say it, it should be on your list of movies to see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, wow. So kudos to Tyler Because I'm definitely Perry. going. I'm gonna play hooky since I'm boss lady. <laughs> I'm gonna tell myself. Well, boss lady, let's take a day hooky and go to the theater because it's nothing like going to the theater and watching the. Absolutely. Getting a little bit, a little bit of, you know, I try to sneak in my popcorn a little bit so I don't have any grease on it. No butter. You could just ask for no butter. And when you ask for that, they look at you like you're crazy. And a ton of salt. You know, no, I don't want all that stuff on there. And I want a small bag. I don't want like a gigantic (laughs) bag of popcorn. I remember I had an argument with one guy. I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'll just take water. Exactly. (laughs) 
what you do, you just always have to be mindful when you go. You do. You make healthy choices and portion control. Yes. And get water and maybe a small bag of popcorn with no butter and no salt. Or how about none? Or how about zero? Right. And you can make those choices. Nobody, you know, every time we start talking about that, people will be like, oh, was she telling us with No, you ask. I always tell people. And some people tell me, well, I can't do that. When I tell them what they need to do, I know. well, I can't do that. No, you won't do that. You don't want to do it. That's you, it. Anybody can do it. You can do it. Yes, it's the mindset. We're not asking you to run a marathon. We're asking you to starve yourself. We're not asking anybody to starve themselves. No. But, yeah. but everybody, you do have individual choices and control you, you, you can do. control some things the yes, mind yes it's the minds yes once you get that mindset, mindset to do it you can do anything right, right? The mindset you can do anything yeah. so what is going on this week everything vicky everything and yay the 49ers won that's not my team but i mm-hmm. you have to cheer for the 49ers the mm-hmm. the bardlow york family is from youngstown yes they came in you know they were they have been underdogs for such a long time mm-hmm. they haven't been back to the super bowl i don't think since 95 mm-hmm. or won a super bowl i think they have been in the super bowl in more recent times yeah i was happy for youngstown happy yes, for the, yes. the, the the bardlow york family because because the DeBartolo family, at least Denise in this city, she's been very philanthropic. Big time. And that's what I say to everybody. You know, she's. I have to cheer for them because Denise DeBartolo sponsors and contributes to so a many lot. diverse projects in a this city. A lot of city. stuff. Yes, a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of stuff. So kudos mm-hmm. to them. Yeah, kudos to so them. So it would be 49ers and Kansas City. Interestingly enough, I posted this several mm-hmm. times on mm-hmm. Facebook. 49ers offensive assistant Katie Sowers to become first woman to coach in the Super Bowl. Openly gay woman. Yes, she is. History okay. will be made in Miami when the San Francisco 49ers meet Kansas City Chiefs mm-hmm. in Super Bowl 54. Did I yes. read that Roman numeral right? Yeah, Yay. that's 54, yes. <laughs> Katie Sowers, an offensive assistant coach with the 49ers, will become the first woman mm-hmm. and first openly LGBTQ coach to head the big game. Mm-hmm. And Sowers has been in the NFL, so it's not like her. this is her first rodeo. She's been in the NFL for four mm-hmm. seasons, serving four seasons. as an offensive assistant coach. This is the second season she's been with San Francisco, and she previously came there from the Falcons in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. According to the bio on the 49ers team site, Sowers is a former member of the 2000 2013 United States Women's National Football Team and a player herself in the Women's Football Alliance for eight years. The offensive assistant coach earned her master's in kinesiology with an emphasis in pedagogy mm-hmm. from the University of Central Missouri in 2012. Mm-hmm. And recently, Sowers has been the focus of a television ad campaign for Microsoft surface that aired during the playoffs i didn't see that yeah i saw it the commercial shows her reading from a childhood notebook in which Mm -hmm. she hoped to be a member of a real football team one day Mm -hmm. the advertisement then transitioned to her using a microsoft surface tab Mm -hmm. to do her job as an assistant coach for the 49ers i'm not just here to be a token female she said in the commercial i'm here to help us win while sowers has found a home in the nfl the journey has been far from easy as you might as we know that we know that. In right? an interview with People Magazine, <clears throat> she explains that through the obstacles she's faced, making an impact and sparking change for those with similar dreams makes it all worth it. I see young girls out there almost every game, and someone's mom or dad is yelling to me saying, my daughter wants to play football, or my daughter is going to be a coach, and those are the moments where it's worth it. 
Sowers said. So the 49ers and the Chiefs will face off on Super Bowl Sunday, February the 2nd in Miami at the Hard Rock, Rock Stadium. Stadium. I don't watch a lot of football now because, you know, I'm busy. and Well, Nate's into soccer. Right. He watch a lot of soccer. He watched a lot of soccer, yeah. and he still watches football mm-hmm. as well, but definitely a lot of soccer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm a tennis Speaking mm-hmm. of tennis, I know you saw Venus. I know she's time for her to retire. I don't know why she doesn't do she, that. It's time for her to retire. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a massacre. Yes, but I, I don't it get was, it. I don't. I don't get it. What What is she holding on to? She She has mastered, I think, what she's going to. And every time she comes in, mm-hmm. now last year she got up. I forget which. Grand Slam it was, but she got up pretty far. Yeah. But here she was knocked out by Coco. Mm-hmm. At the very beginning. At the very beginning, and she just needs to retire. This was at the Australian, Australian Open. Australian Open, yeah, 2020, yes. I, I don't get it. You know that with Coco, you know, that's her idol and stuff, right. so it's like... And they matched them again. You know, Venus was saying, you know, she couldn't believe that they were back there again in the same kind of thing, matched up like they were last year. It just sort of happened. And then Coco just beat her bad. She needs to retire. I said that. I know. I just felt bad. I do, too. I, You know, you think Serena, with them being close, to just say, you know, sometimes it's good to just walk away Wait, while you're on yes. top. Not to be beaten up. And they see you beaten up by these, you know, young pups coming out and so forth. So I, I don't know. I think, you know, with sports. Plus, she's at a disadvantage anyway because of her, her chronic illness. What does yeah. she have? I forget. Sjogren's. Yes. Yeah, she has Sjogren's. Yeah. So Yeah, that's yeah. an autoimmune uh-huh. uh, disease yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So I just think you come out while you're on top and become a commentator. And, you know, I'd rather hear her than that tired Chris Everett. I get so sick of her with her. You know, she dogged the sisters all those years while she's been a commentator. Big time. You know, move Chris Everett out. It's time for her to be out anyway. Put Venus up there with John McEnroe. I know, because they'll be good. They would be really good good together. Oh, my God. She would be good. So hopefully somebody will will, will, will will put a bug or a whisper in her ear. Or something, right? Sit down. It might have to take a sister girl. <laughs> Sit your butt down. No, they gonna say that uh, right, uh, right word. <laughs> exactly. It's time, Venus. But it's time. Yeah, because yeah. we love you, Venus. And but it, come it on. Would, I don't know. Her dad, I think, is sick or whatever. It would take uh-huh. her dad to come and say, Venus, it's time. You need to. You know, know. you. They've had a great run. The other news is the first black president. For Rutgers, did you see I that saw university? That, and I see people on Facebook, my friends, who say they've met him mm-hmm. or this, that, or the other. So, mm-hmm. and Jonathan Holloway, yeah, that's his name. He's he was the first black president that's going to be at Rutgers. But it's interesting; we still are having to say the first. Yeah, but look, in two hundred and fifty-three-year history. Dang. The school formally announced the move to replace current president Robert Barchi, who announced his retirement in July after NewJersey.com first reporter Holloway was up for the role over the weekend. Mm. New Jersey Governor mm-hmm. Phil Murphy commented on Holloway's hire on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Twitter. 
Twitter. Twitter. That's it. Okay. Anyway, I, I digress. Right. <laughs> Where he said the historian shares his commitment to keeping college education affordable and the need to put students first. Under his leadership, I'm confident Rutgers will continue rising as one of our nation's leading university, Murphy said the governor. Rutgers announced Holloway will begin his presidency July the 1st. He will be the first person of color to lead the university in 253 years, as we said that 253-year history. Mm-hmm. Holloway, who most recently served as Northwestern University's provost, mm-hmm. earned his bachelor's degree in American studies from Stanford, not too shabby, and a postgrad degree in history from Yale, also not too shabby. Not too shabby. He yep. was the first black dean for Yale, but stepped down two years short of his full five-year term in 2017, he announced his resignation in 2016, a year after the school experienced heightened divisions after school committee warned against students wearing offensive Hollywood costumes such as Native American headgear, turbans, or blackface. Protests were sparked when a faculty member sent an email that said students should be able to wear any costume. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Black students on campus criticized Holloway for days of silence over the incident. According to the Yale Daily News, he apologized to students on campus after a week of protests, the newspaper reported. It is clear that what I've been trying to do quietly and behind the scenes has not been enough. Holloway told students in 2015, according to the Yale Daily News, I don't expect your faith that I'll do better, but I want you to know that I'm going to try my damnedest. Okay, so, so he apparently has been a quiet storm, uh-huh. and people have looked at him and seen him, and you know, I mean, that's, that's a huge honor to be offered the presidency of Rutgers. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's a major university in New Jersey. Yes, it is. So kudos to him. Kudos to him. Yeah. And hey, we got your back because we know they're gonna give you a well, hard time. You know, it's, it's not. It's not gonna be easy. It's not gonna no, be it's easy not. for him. No, um, especially since they haven't done any type of thing like that in two hundred and fifty-three years. Yeah, and the other thing is that the honeymoon period in those jobs is short. I know. You know, you expect about a maybe six month. Mm-hmm. maybe a year honeymoon mm. and then everybody's on you the board of trustees yes the faculty mm-hmm. you know you got all these people and the other job of a president as well is that because he he was a provost and the provost is your right. academic person mm-hmm. that's your person that the president is expected to glad hand get money like our president trestle has mm-hmm. done here mm-hmm. you know be a fundraiser mm-hmm. go out there so it's going to be interesting to see how those dynamics play and see if he can transition and see in if that. he can transition from provost to glad handing raising money kind of I don't know anything about him at all don't plus know he's anybody gonna be, that know him at all I know plus he's gonna be all. under scrutiny anyway just because he is the first black at, president and the honeymoon period I'm telling <laughs> you six months to a year I give you yes six months to a year and then so we're going to have to start doing this. Our prayers go out. Our prayers should start right now. He will be scrutinized unbelievably. Our prayers go out Our prayers to you. start with you, my brother. I know. So hopefully we'll send you a copy of this podcast. Let you know <laughs> how we are all for you. That's it. We are all for you. Yeah. We hope for the best. We hope for the best. That's it. We do. We hope, we hope for, the, for best. the best. Yes. 
Well, with every episode, we offer a health tip. And today, since we're talking about exercise, our health tip is when to stop exercising immediately. And this is written on our website, Vicky Doe Fitness, and it's written by Health Day News. And it says, training too hard or too fast is the culprit behind many exercise-related injuries, says Better Health. Before working out, consult with a doctor or a gym instructor or coach on how to exercise safely. Now, Better Health mentions these warning signs that you should immediately stop exercising. Number one, if you have discomfort or pain. Number two, chest pain or other pain that could indicate a heart attack. Number three, significant breathlessness. And last but not least, number four, a very rapid or irregular heartbeat. We want to encourage all of you guys to go out there and take action with your action plan to exercise. But at the same time, make sure you pay attention. And if you notice all of these warning signs, you have to really pay attention to your body and know, you know, how you're feeling. These are the signs. Make sure if you have any of those signs that you stop immediately exercising and you go get help. Right. right. So what are your thoughts on that? Dick? Well, I had a patient and maybe six months ago who was at the gym and had, a, you know, a situation treadmill okay. in the yeah. home. And unfortunately, he he had a stroke and unfortunately, he subsequently passed away. But, you know, you have to listen to your body. Yes, you do. I mean, today, like, for example, I'm trying to increase my resistance on mm-hmm. the bicycle because many triathlon that I'm in is indoors and it's a preset torque. Okay. But even though I was doing, you know, some interval um, stuff. You got to listen to your body. I haven't yes. done this for a long time. Yes. Your heart rate goes up. You cannot outrun a lot of things. Right. You know, if you're obese and yes. your knees are not made for you to start running a marathon when you first jump out there, or if you haven't done it for a long time, or if you're up in age, or if you're on medication, or whatever, you got to listen to your body and listen to warnings. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to derail everything that you've done. Mm-hmm. With a setback. And also, you don't want to let your first chest pain be your last chest pain. Okay, now. You don't want your first chest pain. Because that's to be what we call sudden death. Sudden death. You don't want your first chest pain to be your last chest pain. Yes. So, you know, just first of all, you need to go consult with your doctor to first. Mm-hmm. And then also, I think you've talked about this, too. Mm-hmm. Not every gym instructor or coach or physical fitness person is educated in what they're supposed to be doing. Did I say that right? I'm not, trying to, said I'm it not right. trying to step on anybody's say, toes. You done said it I, right, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> one of the reasons I didn't want my son playing football was that I, I kind of was a little skeptical of the physician that they had out there was if my kid had a concussion or how they were going to mm. handle those kinds of things, you know. And so you go to a gym Mm-hmm. And somebody's got a gym instructor, a certified. I don't know what the certification means. And I always say that. You say this. You taught me that. You said that. There's gold standards. And every certification isn't the same no. status. So you no. got all these folks say, oh, yeah, I'm certified. I said, okay, great. Uh, yeah. What is it? And if they don't name certain names on that. You've said then, that. Then I'm like, yeah. mm, if it's not ACSM or ACE or. Yeah. 
what is it, the uh, National Strength and Conditioning mm-hmm. Association, mm-hmm. yeah, NSCA. Mm-hmm. There's certain certifications that meet the gold standard. Mm-hmm. If it's not that, mm-hmm. I mean, they're certified, but... Um, no, mm. I mean, not, you know, and so when you, you're in the gym with people, especially like weightlifting, you can get hurt if somebody doesn't know what they're doing so or somebody on a treadmill or somebody on any of that equipment. The certified instructor, whatever, doesn't know how to progress you to where you're Goals yeah, progression are. overload yeah. principle. So, I, you know, when people have that, it means nothing to me. Mm-hmm. I want to know, let's see your it on hard copies. Right. You know, your bio. Right. And your experience. And too. your experience, exactly. Yes, that's the key. Yeah. So, that's so that all good. of that to say is, folks, know your body. Yeah. And if you have any of these warning signs, stop, stop. exercising. Stop. Yes, stop. Stop exercising. Yeah. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Vicki Haywood-Doe. I just wanted to break in for a quick second and introduce to you the sponsor and creator of this show. It's the company I own, Haywood-Doe Consulting Co., doing business as Vicky Doe Fitness. We are a health and wellness consulting company that specializes in designing and implementing medically integrated applied exercise physiology-based fitness wellness programs, initiatives, events, health promotion, and health education for special populations such as older folks, children, adolescents, overweight and obese individuals, cardiac rehab, women's health, and those who have chronic diseases. We have a team and network of healthcare professionals based out of Northeast Ohio, and we've worked with many companies, schools, churches, and organizations. If your goal is to transform your life by taking a holistic approach to living a life of health and total well-being, get in touch with us at info at To find out more about our own site and online programs and services, go to vikidofitness.com. And now back to the show. Well, today we talk about exercise, my most important and favorite topic, right? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And the importance of 10,000 steps per day, or is it really necessary to walk Those many steps in order to reap the health benefits? That's the hot topic. Uh, Mm -hmm. Or is there, here's the most important thing, do we have research that supports that theory? Or is it just what I call, you know, one of those buzzwords or that who's we say. benefiting with all these fitness these trackers. these trackers and stuff who's benefiting <laughs> who's benefiting you got it and that leads right <laughs> D, that leads to my presentation okay. that i gave you know and people were looking at me all side eye <laughs> but you know i'm gonna have to uh break bring it, it down <laughs> I'm going to have to break, break it, it down. down, my sister. I'm going to have to break it down. And so that is why when we finish this talk about exercise, I'm going to give you a few principles that you can write down, keep in your strategy when you think about exercising. But then also at the end of the day, we want you to do something. Something is better than nothing. I'm going to start out talking about some of the reasons why. Yeah, we know 
that we should exercise and why? Well, we, we should exercise because, you know, cardiovascular disease is still the number one killer. The CDC says it. And guess what? It's very expensive. It's very expensive. It costs about $1 billion a day. Can you imagine? It's a lot of money. And we just talked about the other day. Remember we were talking about the stent, putting that in? Oh, How yes. How much a stent costs? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So health care is very expensive. It is. It's very expensive. You can't be without health care one second. You can't. Mm -mm. It's very expensive. The prevalence of cardiovascular disease, stroke, we talk about obesity, overweight, it's out there. It's an epidemic. Type 2 diabetes. When we bring it down to our community, African American, yes, it is disproportionately out there. We are just in the know for knowing what these diseases are. And we talk about it. Health disparities, we talk about all these things, but what are we going to do? Are we just going to talk about it? And when we really think about it, we do have some control on whether we will have type 2 diabetes, whether we will be hypertensive, whether we will have kidney disease, and it starts by doing something. And so when we look at high blood pressure, African-American men, 44%, women, 44%, black women, we tend to develop heart disease at an earlier age mm -hmm. and have the highest mortality rate. Then we go with overweight and obesity. And the reason why I kind of hone in on that, overweight and obesity, because if we can just control, and you will see, if we can just control this risk factor, then more than likely the rest of the risk factors, type 2 diabetes, hypertension, cardiovascular disease, all of that will decrease. But it kind of starts with how we exercise, and what we eat. Right. That's the key. When we look at it, let's look at overweight and obesity. It is the precursor for many of these chronic diseases and complications. I always talk about that. And the annual medical cost associated with obesity is approximately $23.9 billion. So $24 billion mm. worth of money that is spent. And the reason why that is because... There's complications with that. You are having either heart disease. You are having a stroke. You are missing work. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Productivity. Right. So all of this add up. And so when we talk about African-American women, we look at the, the U.S. Um, Department of Health and Human Services stats as of 2011, 2014, 2015, our African-American girls were 50 percent more likely to be overweight for our women 82 what's that percentage again say that again 50 percent for our african-american girls mm. okay for women african-american women who were overweight and obese 82 percent Ooh. and so that's why i get i get uh, feelings within myself when we talking about curvaceous and what else we say? Bone something. Right. What, what's another something we say? We you got the buzzword. Yeah, the curve. Big bone and big curvy. curvy. Right. That's killing us, folks. Yeah. That's killing us. And we're not fat shaming either. You know, no. some people say, oh, you fat shaming or what is it? Fat phobia. 
Yeah. No, we as healthcare providers, or even your parents can kind of tell mm-hmm. you, look, you know, are you watching what you eat? Exactly. What are you doing? And that's helping you out because it is an epidemic. BMI, 25 or greater, if you look at your BMI calculator, and all of these factors, that's knowing BMI 25 or greater is the one of the measurements to know whether you are overweight and obese, and then, of course, the measurements around your waist. If you are greater than 35 inches for women and for men greater than, than 45 inches, then you are too big around your waist, and that will lead to increase of heart disease risk and all of the metabolic diseases like they call type 2 diabetes. Trunkal, they call it truncal obesity. Exactly. Here's the thing. Let's look at some of the risk factors for cardiovascular disease, overweight and obesity, physical inactivity, right? Mm -hmm. Diabetes, cigarette smoking, high blood pressure, high blood cholesterol, family history, and age. But as I always say, and I was saying this at the Kwanzaa, I was talking about health and wellness. And what do I say every time when we look at, according to the CDC, approximately 80% of cardiovascular disease is preventable. And that includes heart disease and stroke. So how is it preventable? What can we do through two of the lifestyle habits? And we go on and on, right, Dee? We talk about this all the time. According to the National Institute of Aging, together, lack of exercise and poor diet are the second leading cause of underlying causes of death in the United States. Smoking, of course, is number one. And smoking is a lifestyle habit. People still smoke, plenty of them, which is kind of... I just don't get it. I know. You know, in the hospitals, because I don't want to particularly mention any in hospital, <laughs> people will go out in sub-zero weather and, and smoke. smoke. And in these hospitals now, you can't even be on the grounds. So you have to walk way, way away to get a cigarette and then come back to work. So you can't even be on the hospital grounds. And that means outside. Uh You know, it used to be, well, you could be outside. And then people were leaving cigarette butts and stuff like that outside. Now you have to walk way across the street, down the street to smoke. (laughs) But they still do it. Two degrees outside, and people will go out and have a ciggy and come back. I don't get it. I know. Now, if you ask somebody to exercise that much, they're complaining. They would complain. If you said, okay, mm-hmm. all right, everybody, we're going to take a half-hour break, and we're going to go outside, go outside two and it's degrees. two degrees weather, <laughs> and we want you to walk two blocks <laughs> and come back. Just two blocks and come back. They would look at you like you were absolutely out of your mind, crazy. That's so true. But they'll do it for I'm cigarettes. Just saying, I'm just saying. Isn't that something? That's a, a disconnect. Good, that's a good example. That's a disconnect. We want people, if you just improve these two factors, your exercise and your healthy diet, and avoid the behavior of smoking, it will have a major impact on your health. And so that's why we're focusing on exercise. Exercise is medicine. I asked the audience when I did this, I did a poll question. I was like, you know what? How many folks, if you counted your steps per day, how many um, steps do you get per day and how many do you get during the week? Do you get 10,000 steps or more or you get less than 5,000 steps per day? Or do you don't know how many because you sitting down most of the exactly. day? Exactly. 
We have tools. We talk about that. We got fitness trackers. We got all those tools to do that. But yeah, ask yourself, how many steps do I take Or you overestimate what you think you do. Exactly. So that's the first thing. Really think about, do you take steps during the day and are you active? Exercise is important for living longer and healthy, but most important for your cardiovascular fitness. Is the goal of 10,000 steps really necessary or not? And where did we, you know, and we said, I said, yeah, get your 10,000 steps Mm -hmm, in. mm -hmm. And doctors said, all of us said. So where did we get that goal? Where's that magical number from? Yeah, 10,000 steps. Mm -hmm. Where did it originate? And the most important question, is there scientific evidence of its specific heart health benefits? There may not be, guess what, folks? There may not, and I'm here to tell you, there may not be a scientific base for that. Oh, right? wow. Right. It's being popular. We talk about it. And the frequently used number of 10,000, it might not be enough scientific base for that. But we can tell you where that came from. Here's the deal. Well, there was a Japanese company who's benefiting Who's benefiting? What did I? <laughs> <laughs> they did their research and they got this pedometer together. This was way back in 1965. And they were wanting to know, okay, now how can we sell this? And so they called it in their Japanese name. And I'm a, hopefully I say this right. It's called Manpokai. That word itself means, guess what? 10,000 steps meter. So that's what they ended up calling their pedometer that was the name of their pedometer and that's why the buzzword came 10,000 steps per day Mm -hmm. so in 2018 the physical activity guidelines advisory committee wanted to get more research on the dose response relationship between daily steps and good health meaning okay how many actual steps that we need to take to get some of these health benefits that we need to promote heart health. They couldn't find any research, of course, so they decided to do that. The research found that, and I'll go through the research, but the research found that 10,000 steps per day may not actually be necessary. This was written in the JAMA, Mm. Internal Medicine, and Mm. it was a recent observational study. Mm. Journal of the American Medical Association. Exactly, Mm. Internal Medicine. The cardio fitness and mortality benefits were seen as few as 4,400 steps. So you really, really? yeah, you really don't have to do 10,000 steps. But as exercise physiologists, we know that the more steps you get, the more benefits you can have Mm -hmm. over time for Mm -hmm. cardiovascular fitness and adaptation. But you still can get heart healthy benefits with just um, 40. 400 steps. Now, I'll tell you later why that's important, but let's go to find out the least number because that's very important. I will go through the actual research. And so the research is an observational research, and it was a study. For a week, 16,741 women, Mm. average age 72. That's a good sample size. Big time. Wore accelerometers during their waking hours. And so researchers collected data from the devices, and what they looked at was step volume and their intensity over four to seven days. 
the women were divided into four groups from high to low or from low to high. And they looked at how many uh, miles and how much they walked. And so here we go. Researchers then tracked how many women died in each age group over an average of 4.3 years of follow-up. So they followed these guys. And then during the follow-up, 504 women died out of that um, sample size because it was a big sample size, right? Mm -hmm. About Mm 16,000 plus. Mm -hmm. In the study, the women took an average of 5,499 steps per day. And the women who averaged approximately 4,400 daily steps had lower mortality rates than those who took, of course, less than that, about 2,700 steps per day. Even with 4,400 steps, that's when they saw lower mortality rates. This was the dose response that we call of the lower or inactive end of the spectrum. But of course, the more steps that you take, the lower your mortality rate, but then you get some of the cardio benefits that come with steps. There were additional declines in mortality among women, of course, who did more, but only up to, so the least you could do was 4,400 all the way up to 7,500. It still didn't get to Mm 10,000 daily steps Mm -hmm. beyond which the death rates level out. What does that mean? That means that the least you can do 4,400 steps daily, all the way up to 7,500 steps, you still can get the most important health benefit, and that is what? Lower mortality rate. It's hard to get 10,000 steps. Right. And we'll continue on. Walking faster or slower didn't appear to affect that mortality rate. I was going to ask that question. That was the question that I was holding see, we back. we always talk about intensity. Yes, oh, walk fast. yes, yes. That's just the question I was getting ready to ask. Mm-hmm. Okay. It didn't when the number of steps were, when they were factored in. Okay. What does that all mean? Well, that means this. And if you look at group one, their steps per day were 27, 18. So 2,718 and the numbers of deaths. 275, the women, the number of women was 4,100 and something. Group two, you know, the steps per day were 43, 63 steps, and their death rate, see, it went down to 103, right? Mm -hmm. Then you go to, of course, group three, they did 5,900. The death rates started going down even more, 77. Then up to 8,442, the death rates were 49. Mm -hmm. And yes, it seemed like it went down. But when you look at the total, it was the 7,500 steps. And even thing above it, it just kind of even out with the mortality rate. Why is that so important? Most especially for us, our healthcare professionals, our exercise folks, all of our health folks. Why is that important? Well, it's important because when we get out there, because I do it too, but I always say that any any amount of steps, two-minute bouts, is mm-hmm. important because it add up. But for some folks, you know, especially it, whatever 
people you're talking about. And these folks here were 72 and older. For older folks, 10,000 steps for some folks might be impossible to do per day. It's tough. And right. I'm pretty active. It's tough. Right. I know some people that end up running in place at the end of the day to get those 10,000 steps. <laughs> I mean, they're obsessed. I know some people near and dear to me that will run in place for however long at the end of the day if they have not gotten their 10,000 steps in. Now, that's a little bit too much. That's a little too much. A little too much. But at much. least they're getting some exercise. There they are. So they we are. ain't going to dog them you know, too bad. I'm not going to dog them, but I know people that do that. Okay? All right. I'm just saying. That's why that's important because some folks cannot achieve 10,000 steps per day, and they look at it impossible to do, especially when you're telling them that that's what they need to do. And so what happens when you tell somebody that, you give them this particular number, and they look at you and say, oh, I can't do that. What do they do? They end up getting discouraged, and they do nothing. Exactly. That's why this study was important to get the actual dose and response of how many steps per day we can start having some heart health benefits, and we can you know, you're going to get some benefit even if you are in the 4,400 Right, I mean 4,400 to 7,500. Yeah, 4,400, mm-hmm. yeah, to 7,500, mm-hmm. you can get some, some steps yeah, in some and, benefit. and have some heart benefit. But the key thing that you pointed out, which is something that I, you know, the fast walking, because during the day, so it does matter if I'm stopping and starting, it's okay. Yeah, because starting and stopping and stopping. It's not that I'm running up to the door and then resting or running to the whatever. Whatever consistency that I'm doing, it's okay because that still counts. That still counts. And that's why I always try to make sure I tell people because, yeah, we talk about the hit and the intervals and, and all that. And, yes, we know that if you do more and you do more of these things and these training, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. you're going to have more health benefits, most especially for those blood vessels and the heart itself. Yes, but you still can have lower blood pressure. You can still have some of those heart health benefits between 4,400 steps and 7,500 steps. According to the study's lead, the author, Dr. Lee of Brigham and Women's Hospital and Harvard Medical School in Boston, step more even a modest number of steps is associated with lower mortality. All steps, however, count. Mm-hmm not just taken during a structured exercise Mm -hmm. program. Mm -hmm. And that's what we are talking about here today. Mm -hmm. We want you to understand, when I talk about all this stuff today, all that to say, look, all the steps count. So get out there and do something and start making excuses, right? All these things that we do, the steps and exercise, you do get significant benefits. And we don't want you to miss out on that because exercise is medicine. Mm -hmm. And according to the American Heart Association and CDC, yes, there are specific benefits of exercise. Reduce blood triglycerides. And remember now, when you do these within this set amount of steps, you can still get this over time, Mm -hmm. right? You can reduce your blood triglycerides. You can elevate your good cholesterol, the HDL levels. You can slightly reduce the LDL levels. 
reducing the plaque buildup and mm-hmm. so forth. Mm-hmm. You can improve your recovery from a heart attack. Suppose you do have a heart attack. If you have basically kept being at least a little bit fit, the cardiovascular fitness of that, your recovery will be sooner and faster. And you're also, as I find out with my patients, you're more motivated to get better. You know, you're not a slug sitting around in a bed. My patients that have been <coughs> active before, they're up. They're, they're wanting, wanting to, to yes. walk. They're wanting to rehab. They're wanting to sit up in the bed. Mm-hmm. It's the slugs that don't want to do anything because they haven't been doing anything. And That's that just makes it, you know, that just means <clears throat> that this is how you got here potentially. This is sort of how, how you got here. Now, you know, you can reverse a lot of this by changing your lifestyle. Begin by getting up and getting out of bed. That's I'm it. constantly saying this every day. That's it. And so that's why we always tell people, you know, and the doctors say that too. You know, yeah, we putting these stents in, we doing surgeries and all that. But if you don't change your lifestyle, you're going to be right back up in here. Right back up in here. Right back. Right back up in and here. And so that's why education and coaching and motivation and is so important. And preventive medicine. It's so important. Preventive medicine is so important. Yes. Yeah, so the benefits of exercise is improve mood and reduce anxiety. Insulin sensitivity. That means regulating your blood glucose. Also strengthening. And that's why I said the more exercise you do and when you get into the intensity, you're actually strengthening the structure of your blood vessels mm-hmm. and heart. And that's where the intensity and all that becomes important. Balance and agility. You mm-hmm. know, we talk about right. if you're not used to moving, you know, you can lose that muscle tone right. and therefore, guess what? You're falling. Yeah. Then from falls yeah, where you, you go in the hospital and I'm taking care of you because you got head injuries or you've broken mm. a hip or a leg or this, mm-hmm. that or the other. It's a really important issue for patients, senior citizens. Big time. That's one of my big pet peeves. Mm-hmm. Hold on to things. But if your balance and stuff is off, it, mm-hmm. you know, it, it leads to falls and especially around northeast Ohio where you got snow and stuff you know you got to be careful it's a combination of a lot of things yes it is that's why we also talk about exercise specifically for balance muscle tone and joint health is important as we get older we lose our muscle tone that's why I'm telling D you know I gotta really get back and start doing some serious I'm already sore in here doing some some serious weight lifting Mm -hmm. right exercise protects against osteoporosis right weight bearing exercise if you already do your 10,000 steps or more a day don't lower it yeah you good but we trying to get folks that aren't doing anything and that get stuck on that 10,000 steps yeah. to get up and do something. And they get despondent the first time they do it and they realize right. they haven't reached 10,000. Right. Anything Guess what? Helps. That counts. Yeah, it counts. Be active. Yeah. Every step counts and you want to be active during the day. And so we get back to the new guidelines, the U.S. Physical Activity Guidelines for Americans. Any amount of physical activity, even two-minute bouts, we talk about this, can add up to huge health benefits, the immediate and then the long-term. That's why we encourage everybody, I call it exercise snacks. Get up, do some exercise snacks. Get up if you're in the office, get up. Go around, round the block, like Dee said, or take the hallway and yeah. come back and sit mm-hmm. down. Right. You know, you would be more productive as well. And according to the U.S. Academy guidelines, the weekly recommendation amount of activity still remain the same. Even though you're doing two-minute bouts during the day, you want to 
at least 150. Now, remember, 150 minutes, that's the low end of the thing. Yeah. You want to do up to at least 300 minutes because we yeah. want you to exercise a little bit every day. Yeah. A moderate intensity aerobic exercise or 75 to 150 minutes of vigorous intensity. That's where your whole running and, and your your high intensity mm-hmm. intervals and all that counts. Mm-hmm. And do you do it combined? I always tell people you do moderate intensity one day, then the next day maybe do high intensity mm-hmm. and do it like that. Also, you want to combine in some muscle strengthening activity on at least two days of the week and you make it every other day, nine consecutive days. Now, let's give you a few of the exercise guidelines. Here, you're going to find it here on our podcast. Because, you know, sometimes we talk about exercise, but we're giving you the actual principles that we right. go by right. when we are doing programming. So, according to the College of Sports Medicine, ACSM, we have what is called FIT guidelines for cardiovascular training. Now, the reason why we hone in to cardiovascular training, because that's where you can get the most, we, we can see most of those adaptation to cardio fitness for heart health is with some type of cardiovascular aerobic exercise. Yes, muscle strength training is important. Resistance training is important, but you do that with your aerobic exercise. So frequency, that's the F, how many times per week, intensity, how hard, time, how long, and then what type of exercise. When we go to the type of exercise, you most certainly want to get an exercise that you enjoy. So if you don't like running, which I don't really like running, (laughs) more power to you, D. (laughs) So you want to pick the type of exercise that you enjoy. Frequency, On most days of the week, three to five days a week. Intensity, you want to have moderate to vigorous intensity, which equals to 60, all the way up to 85% of your heart rate max and your heart rate reserve. Heart rate max, there's a formula out there, look it up, um, 220 minus your age. But there's the Kavonin formula. Really, you can look that up, Google that, and it'll have all of the factors so that you can plug in your resting heart rate, and you can plug in all those kind of things to find out specifically what your heart rate should be to exercise in your target. Y'all know you guys have heard of your target heart rate zones, okay? Mm -hmm. That's what you do. That's the intensity. The time, you want to at least spend, if you're doing your aerobic exercise, you want to at least spend 20 to 60 minutes, continuous or intermittent, okay? And then the type, aerobic or endurance activity. This is for heart health. This is for cardio fitness. There's a different um, principle that we go by for resistance training. So we're just talking about cardiovascular fitness. Pick an aerobic exercise that you love, walking, jogging, swimming, cycling, and all that. There are specific exercise guidelines recommended by the American College of Sports Medicine and American Heart Association if you have chronic diseases or to fight chronic diseases. You've got specific ones for heart disease. That's what we're talking about now. High <coughs> blood pressure. That's what we talk about briefly. Weight management. There's a whole different guidelines for that. 
and then diabetes and high cholesterol. So there are scientific studies that talk about high blood pressure, aerobic exercise is the most important fitness activity that you can do to lower your blood pressure. And even after you do that bout, you sit down, take your blood pressure, it will be lowered. That's the physiological thing that happens, uh, phenomenal that happens after you do a bout of exercise, aerobic exercise, your blood pressure will go down. But that's just for that bout, right? Mm -hmm. You can't, that means you can't do it one time and go, oh, my blood pressure. (laughs) Exactly. Now, if you do this consistently over time, Mm -hmm. and guess what? You lose weight, you eat what you need to eat, then yes, over time with aerobic exercise, you can lower your high blood pressure, especially the systolic top number, it can go down quite considerably. Mm -hmm. Right. So aerobic exercise, it is. If you have high blood pressure, see how the frequency is still, you want to do most days of the week, and you want to think about moderate intensity exercise. Yeah, you can do the the high interval and all that, but for now, start out with moderate intensity. That's brisk walking, most especially if you haven't done that, if you're a couch potato and you're middle-aged or an older adult. Engaging in very high-intensity exercise is not necessary to attain the blood pressure-lowering effects of regular exercise. Moderate intensity, research has shown over and over again that it may be more effective. Why? Because compliance, you can't get that effect if you don't exercise every day. Exactly. But if you do your moderate intensity and you're just walking, you will get these benefits. Also, if you do the high intensity, you have to worry about injury. And your injury rate will go up among people who engage in these only very high intensity exercise. And as Dee said, when you have injuries, it's a setback. So there you go. You ride on the couch again. Once right. again, 30 to 60, that's the time frame, 30 to 60 minutes per day continuously without stopping or intermittent. Your two-minute bout spread out through the day, the type aerobic type exercise, that is what we admonish folks. Strength training, yeah, you can do strength training, but if you have high blood pressure, you got to take precautions because blood pressure normally does increase during exercise, but the increase is more pronounced when you're doing strength training. That's why we tell people, and I've said that before, don't hold your breath when you're <laughs> lifting. Don't be straining. Uh, right. uh, uh. No, you can't do that because that is what will cause your pressure your blood pressure to go up. How will it benefit? Even if you have blood pressure, how will exercise benefit you? If you do regular aerobic exercise, and this is brisk walking, guess what the range of your systolic blood pressure can go down to? Five to seven millimeters of mercury. That's great. That's a lot. If you lose weight because of your exercising and what you eat, five up to even 20 Mm-hmm. millimeters of mercury per 20 pounds mm-hmm. of weight. Think about that. That's great. So if you just set on your calendar, I am going to lose weight. I am going to lose 10 pounds or 20 pounds. If you have high blood pressure, 
your pressure will go down. But here's the key, and I want to say this to all of us, and we will close this talk. Look, you got to be consistent. You got to get in the mindset. Even if you look at your pedometer, most especially get one, right, so you can track. Exactly. Even if you just did 4,400 steps or 4,400 steps, Mm -hmm. right, Mm -hmm. all the way up to 7,500, 7,500 steps for that day, you are going to get some type of heart benefit. Yep. The moral of the lesson and the story. You don't have to get 10,000 steps. You don't have to get 10,000 steps. Mm -hmm. Of course, if you are and you're doing more, more power to you, girlfriend. But let's also, as health professionals, and I always have to watch it too, we got to watch those buzzwords that we say. And then who's benefiting? And who's benefiting? Because it makes us go out and buy all these things and do all these things, but maybe we don't, you know. We really don't have to. Right. We don't maybe don't need all the bells and whistles. No, we don't. Yeah. We just need to do one thing. Get your ass up. Exactly. <laughs> Put the remote control down. You know? Yes. So, so yeah. D, what do you have to say with all that? This well, is our show. So Any I, tips? You know, a lot of tips. First of all, I, you know, the main thing is two minute bouts of exercise, bottom line, gives you health cardiac mm-hmm. benefits. Immediate and long term. Number two, as you just said, the 10,000 step, you don't actually have to do that. I mean, more power to the people that run in place at the end of the day to get the 10,000. But 4,400 to 7,500 is just as beneficial. Mm-hmm. And then the, the other issue that I had the question, it doesn't matter whether it's high interval or low, mm-hmm. it all adds up it at the end of the day. Adds you up. can still have heart benefits from that. Mm-hmm. Aerobic exercise is the most important. Mm-hmm. And again, exercise and diet and stopping smoking are probably, those are the three things that go hand in hand. Some exercise. Mm-hmm. Diet, and I think we like to say on this show, mm-hmm. lifestyle change. Yes. Not so much dieting because that, you know, you get bored with that, but it's lifestyle change. And whatever you choose to do, Mediterranean or whatever, mm-hmm. be consistent. Yes. And, you know, follow all the things that we've talked about here on the show. But also, stop smoking. Yes. I mean, the Surgeon General came out with this smoking I thing know. years ago, and it just baffles me. You know, and I'm not, you know, nobody's perfect, but that smoking thing, I see people having Mm. vices from eating this and doing Mm. that. But that smoking thing, because we know it's going to get you the incidence of heart disease and lung cancer in women has gone up. And mm-hmm. some people are still smoking. And I went into the store the other day to get something. A pack of cigarettes is almost $7. Let that sink in. How much using those packs that they get? Maybe 20 cigarettes. It's just amazing. And if you smoke a pack a day, that's times seven. So that's like 40, almost $50, almost 50 a, bucks week. a week. And that's almost $200 a month. You could get a gym membership for that amount of money. I know, but then just think over time, six months. Over time, yeah. A and year. they call them pack years. So you've got pack however years. many pack years Ooh. added on to your. And so this why we see people with, you know, heart disease and strokes and, and lung cancer. Let me just say again, we're seeing more oh, women with lung cancer. The other thing is that why are individuals getting lung cancer 
who've never smoked. Well, one of the theories <clears throat> is being exposed to cigarette smoke. Secondhand so smoke, ma ma yeah. Maybe you need to stop smoking for your loved ones. Yes. Those are all the things that I've gleaned from your excellent talk today. Well, thank stellar, you, Dee. Stellar. Thank you, Dee. Stellar talk. <laughs> yes, stellar talk. And so, yes, we want to encourage everyone to exercise because exercise is medicine. And as always, for more information, go to our website, www.vikidofitness.com. And remember, if you have any questions, comments, or just something to say, Tweet us, email us, go on Facebook, and share with us your thoughts. You've been listening to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. Vicki Doe is owner of Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum, a place to discuss, learn, and participate in healthy living. You can get in touch with Vicki by email at info at vickidofitness.com.